What's up, little nerd babies? It's Fandom Freakout here to do a little wondering about Wonder Woman. Yeah. Anyways, before we jump right into the side-by-side trailer viewing, let's look at the synopsis. So, Wonder Woman 1984 been pushed forward, you know, due to the coronavirus and all that. So, if you look at the synopsis here, it says, Wonder Woman squares off against Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah, a villainess who possesses superhuman strength and agility. Ooh. So, it seems like Diana's got her hands full this time, but at least there isn't, you know, a little, a literal god after her. You know, little improvements, little improvements. We're, we're getting there, yeah. So, I'm gonna say it once and not again. This is a sort of side-by-side thing, so you know, you can just like watch the trailer before you continue in the podcast, or you can watch it side-by-side, whatever suits your fancy. So, without further ado, without knowing what ado means, let's get right into it. It begins with Diana's apartment, and you know, you see Wonder Woman just walking outside casually, and uh, it focuses on a picture frame and a watch. The watch, I think it belongs to Steve, I mean, who else would it belong to? And if you look really close in the frame, like, she's standing in a place called Trevor Ranch, so maybe it's like a place that she funded, you know, and she named after her still pining love. Get the joke there? God, I'm full of jokes today. I really need to let it out over here. This is why I started the podcast. Too many dad jokes. We then see her sitting with Barbara and Margaret. That is her name. Yeah, she plays Cheetah. Right now, she looks like your stereotypical scientist. Frazzled hair, big glasses. But ooh, that's about a change. I really love the opportunity, like 1980s uh, music and like colors. Oh, I really like them. Like 1980, um, you've seen Stranger Things, and you know, usually there are like a lot of bright pops of colors, and there's like a lot of synth music, and I really like that vibe. It's it's a whole ass aesthetic. So yeah, I hope I really hope they you know sort of focus on that vibe or like in the background music. It's sort of like a synthy kind of thing. I really do not remember what like 1980s music is. And damn, Gal Gadot in that white dress, she is slaying metaphorically and literally. Damn, girl. We then get our first glimpse of Maxwell Lord. Now, if you're wondering, like, oh, I've heard of that name before. Where was he? Yeah, he was in Supergirl. You know, he was that evil scientist who sort of turned good. And then I think he died. I've not reached there yet. So yeah, he's the villain for this movie. And in the comics, he's actually a metahuman who can, like, mind control people. But... I don't really think they're gonna go with that angle. I think they're just gonna make him like the douche rich guy who like has power and doesn't really know what to do with it or is just like, I have power, oh. And something like I find funny, uh, she's like looking up at the plane and she's probably like, you know, thinking of Steve and stuff. But I'm just thinking, like, does she do this every time a plane passes overhead? Like, imagine she's just like sleeping, you know, and, like a plane passes overhead and she's getting up like, Steve? And I know, like, you know, they're showing that, you know, she's, like, missing, 
to love and stuff like I, I found this funny not sure if other people do but you know I'm quirky I'm different from other people <laughs> so now when he says uh, Maxwell Lord guy you can have everything you ever wanted first shows Diana and you know that like you know she makes a wish to get like Steve back but then it also switches to Margaret Minerva I, I, she's a Margaret in my mind and like if you look at the cheetah um, trailer teaser thing she like wants power she wants to be an apex predator like all paraphrasing and like you know I think it's sort of like a little nod to that because in the main trailer you don't actually get a look at or even you don't even hear anything about cheetah but you know she is one of the main villains for the movie and I just thought it was like a cute little nod to foreshadowing I guess and then Chris Pano. Uh, so like another thought occurred to me like when you know Steve finally meets Diana what is probably in the middle of a party so he must have been known right like when he exploded with the bombs and stuff you know national hero whatever so like imagine all those people they're just walking uh watching a dead guy waltz in and they're just like hey isn't that that trevor guy hero thing who exploded with the nazi bombs oh yeah okay yeah just continue telling me about the economy or whatever you know <laughs> like where did he even appear like if he did just pop into existence in 1984 did he like come with the plane like the planes just like undamaged and land or did he just pop to life in some bathroom stall and he's like my, my diana senses are tingling she's here i can feel it Ugh, so many unanswered questions with potentially funny answers although i don't think so yeah i should stop talking now for another second I'm currently at that scene where Dan and Steve, they're in the museum probably and the guards are shooting at them and the ratata of their bullets, it's matching up to the groove of the music and I love that so much. My favorite thing is when like bullets or some actions done by the people in the movie, they match up to the beats of the music in the back. It's so satisfying and also badass. So yeah, two in one. So now the next scene where the scientist lady, I keep forgetting her name, goddammit, Barbara and Minerva. She's like strutting in to the party and suddenly she like looks super confident of herself because she took off her glasses and guess what? That changes her whole personality. Yeah, according to movies anyway. This scene is also in the um, teaser trailer for Cheetah. It basically has the voiceover like, you know, I've always wanted power, stuff like that. Oh, then we see a wall exploding. No biggie. It's just a giant ass wall that divides some part of the land from the other part. And it's just like straight up exploding, probably killing a lot of people. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Then there's a little like Themyscira montage, like showing her training. And I guess that's pretty cool because the Wonder Woman you see right now, she's already a badass, you know, but it'd be interesting to see how she was at the beginning where she was just like learning how to fight even though we get like um a lot of that during the first movie new clips and all that also i'm just like watching that scene where like she's running and she throws her lasso and pulls her stuff up she really said yeet didn't she and then we see some themiscarian um amazonian warrior doll 
At first I thought I thought they were like training or something, but um, then you see there are people on the sidelines probably cheering or booing or whatever, and it's competition. Let's see if Diana wins. Although I think they're gonna use this opportunity as a sort of cameo for Penelope, her old trainer who died. That was her name, Penelope, right? I'm very bad with names. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna use that as an opportunity to show like maybe Diana's running towards the finish line, but like some but Penelope throws a spear at her and she's like, you still have much to do. Why did I say that with like a sort of Russian accent? You know, you know what I mean anyway. And then apparently Maxwell Lord gets probed. Wow, this movie just got R-rated, didn't it? For those of you that didn't get the joke, it's because he's standing there and white light shining on him, like from a UFO and UFO people, also known as aliens, probe people. UFO people, my god. And then the truck is flipping and probably two people die in the front and Diana's just jumping up and it's like, call an ambulance, but not for me, bye. And Steve is literally just like, well, oh yeah, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> yes, again, the bullets and like the pulling back of the gun thing. Yes, it is all syncing up to the groove. It's all coming together, yeah. And wow, Diana's like really just lassoing a lightning bolt and just letting it carry her. Damn, just when you think your favorite character can't get more badass. How does that even work though? I mean, so if the lasso of truth can grip a lightning bolt, which is pure light, can it theoretically like oh my god i was just gonna say can it lasso the sun and then i'm like yes this is why i need a brain to mouth filter anyways moving on and then new costume reveal Woo. she immediately drops the wings like damn it these were like 1200 dollars and they're just for show so i'm feeling a little conflicted about the new armor because on one hand it's definitely more practical than the monokini she wore before but I mean, I'm just used to the iconic one because I've been reading like a lot of Wonder Woman comics lately. But I guess we'll just have to get used to it. We'll have to see how it like looks in action because we're only given like a few snippets here. So I'm excited for that as well. Oh, and then like a quick point, um, where Diana shows off her new costume, she's clearly at that island we saw before uh, they showed Maxwell Lord in his office. They did a quick pan of an island with like a radio tower or broadcasting thing. All words are escaping me today. So yeah, I, I'd like to see what part that plays. Like, is it just um, the evil lair of the evil guy and his evil henchmen? Or is it used for something more sinister? Hmm. And then a little cute scene of Diana showing Steve around and Steve being the boomer that he is. You know, like, he's looking at the trash can with such interest. I'm like wondering what kind of art that did they have when he was alive? Like, yes, this trash can truly is a magnificent piece. I will buy her for $1,700 or more. Yeah, art costs more.
so yeah that was the trailer but i still have some points of interest to discuss with myself because there's no one else here sad yeah cheetah if when i think of cheetah i think of cheetah girls because my sister was just watching one of their movies and she was like singing the whole song uh, one of their songs right into my ear and now it's stuck in my head but this cheetah the one who does not thankfully look like she just came out of a cat's nightmare fueled movie horror extravaganza she thankfully sort of looks like mystique from x-men but if mystique's skin was orange like a sort of orangish yellow you know like cheetah skin obviously with some black spots and small stripes her eyes are slanted and like feline like and yellow her hair is copper red and slicked back so she looks fine now the cheetah teaser trailer sort of ties into the um main trailer where where diana's still on that island you know she's in her new costume and stuff she like looks at presumably barbara and goes barbara what have you done so now this could either be talking about her appearance as the cheetah or maybe she's working together with the rich douche guy also known as maxwell lord i forgot his name and he was now rich douche guy so what could they be doing could it be something related to aliens because in supergirl maxwell lord created bizarro and you know this would be this would be a good way to like introduce extraterrestrials into the main dc timeline thing that's going on so yeah i i had read so many like just fears about people like they're saying oh my god i really hope that they don't uh, model her after cats because let's be honest would you really want to sit through your favorite movie you're just chilling and suddenly that comes on and you suddenly flash back to cats and you go through horrible PTSD uh, no thank you so yeah that was the cheetah trailer then moving on Steven Trevor his name is Steven now because I'm pretty sure that's what Steve is a nickname for anyway Steven Trevor has been brought in is Diana's love interest let's be honest I mean he wasn't brought in so that he could help her fight the good fight Diana's a one-woman army. She don't need no man. So, yeah, he was definitely brought on to be her love interest. I mean, I'm not complaining. Hey, he it's his time to be an eye candy. I've had a crush on Chris Pine ever since he appeared in Star Trek. So, I mean, I'm fine with it. But I also believe that he's here so that he can die. Dun, dun, dun. Now... Not a violent death, of course, not like exploding midair with a bunch of bombs and covering a bunch of birds, maybe, and grey matter and blood and flesh bits. Yeah. No, he's here to sort of fade away. And he's here to get closure because whatever we can see of Diana without Steve, she's like pining after him, pun intended. And I feel that this would be a good opportunity for them to get closure. Yeah, closure. Because the first time Steve died, it was very quick. It was kind of a no hesitation thing. And they didn't really properly get to say goodbye. And Diana probably regretted uh, not saying something or not doing anything. And I feel that it would help her character growth. 
because at the end of the movie if they properly get to say goodbye she gets the closure she needs and she lets go of that regret that heavy burden that's sort of stopping her from living life to the fullest because she kind of looks a little sad yeah so i would i would really be surprised if that happened but i really don't think they're gonna keep steve alive for like the whole last movie but i also really don't want them to do to give him a violent end because i mean they don't really deserve that yeah give them some peace come on so yeah all my introspections and ramblings have come to an end so adios ciao bye bye i said bye why are you still here come on go away but anyway, if you're here, I might as well say, this is Fandom Freakout, and I bid you really adieu.